0: to the Jurassic Park. Three minutes. We we're discussing the second Jurassic Park sequel. One minute at a time. I'm Brad. andy And on this episode, we'll be discussing minutes 74 of Jurassic Park 3. Before we get to that, David over at Jurassic-Pedia.com, we have a uh, article here for the flea gun that Grant uh, expertly uses in this uh, in this minute. It is a Orion 12 gauge flea gun, and it's interesting because uh, we know there's two two um rounds cartridges on the mm-hmm. on the handle of it plus uh supposedly one in the gun already and uh grant uh, uses two of them and throws it away <laughs> so mm.
1: i think uh after as we talked about it in this minute when the uh water ignites from the gasoline he kind of probably figured oh that's it it's gonna go now
0: <laughs> mm. yeah but then you go into the ocean you want to be able to signal a boat or something. And that one last flare oh, yeah, might, be, true. <laughs> might be able to help. You, but
1: You don't know if Ellie's going to pull through or not, you know?
0: Yeah. But he
1: seems to very much trust
0: her. Well, <laughs> we know that's all they wrote for the film, so <laughs> it was the only thing that was going to happen. The uh, the script's a little bit different, but we'll talk to that later. So, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, head over to jurassic com and you can see the article up here for that uh, flare gun and uh, many more. We called
2: everyone. We did everything we could. No one would help us. The Costa Rican government said this is a no-fly zone. The U.S. embassy—that's our U.S. embassy—told us we should accept the inevitable. Can you believe that? You let a twelve-year-old go parasailing alone? No. He wasn't alone. He was with a friend. Of mine. Ben
0: Hildebrand.
2: Paul and I divorced over
1: a
0: year ago. Dave, ready to make a start on seventy-four? Yep.
2: As we ended minute 73, Paul had climbed the construction crane and tried to get the Spinosaur's attention, although when he did get its attention, he learnt the error of his ways. As we open on minute 74, Grant's helping Amanda and Eric out of the cage and they swim towards the riverbank. Back up on the crane boom, Paul's moving further out, hoping to get some height as the Spinosaur looks up at him and roars. At the 14 second mark, the frustrated Spinosaur starts ramming the boom of the crane, causing the whole thing to shake. Paul loses his footing and falls below the boom, hanging on for dear life. At the 21-second mark, we cut down to the river bottom as Grant searching around the base of the cage or something and finds the flare gun sitting amongst the rocks. Up above, as the Spinosaur continues to ram the crane, Grant surfaces and starts swimming towards the shore. At the 32-second mark, he turns and faces back towards the Spinosaur, cracks the flare gun to check the round inside, aims and fires it. The first flare slams into the animal's neck and gets its attention. Alan shoots a second flare, this time landing in the the fuel amongst the water at the Spinosaur's legs. And the reaction is immediate. A fireball engulfs the animal. Grant drops the flare gun and starts swimming to the bank to join the others. The Spinosaur roars as the flames continue to engulf it and looks around for an exit. And as it runs out of the water away from the fire, it hits the crane, sending it toppling with Paul into the river. That ends minute seventy-four of Jurassic Park 3.
0: As we continue the re- river sequence here, um, the Spinosaurus roars up at Paul, who's up on that crane, and we can see sort of Grant climbing up on the inside of the cage and helps Eric and Amanda up to safety. And I was um, re-looking, re-watching a couple of these minutes here and. That, uh, that big cage door that comes over does have a smaller cage opening on the front of it, so it's, um, it's probably the the openings are at the same end and not uh, a smaller opening at the other end like I posited a couple of minutes ago. But uh, up on the crane, Paul's in trouble. <laughs> he moves out further on the crane arm as the Spinosaur stands below him and just looks up at him, maybe only about six feet below. Um, it doesn't look like there's a lot of space here between that Spinosaur head and where Paul's standing.
1: No, that's the and that's the animatronic
0: too. <laughs> oh, even though he's tethered and all that up there, just the um the rain on your face, the uh, you're up on that crane as an actor and looking down at that monster below you, <laughs> it'd be very surreal. But uh, everyone jumps off the crane and starts to swim for the uh, for the shore, and uh, Grant dives down into that brilliant blue water. Uh, we don't see what he's after just yet. Uh, over the uh, Spinosaur starts ramming the crane's boom and it sort of shakes around wildly and Paul slips and falls hanging from his arms below the main boom now at an even more convenient biting height <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. and again the animatronic it's the animatronic so it's the animatronic actually b- banging on that crane you know yeah I'm sure they yeah. had it all set up for safety I mean stunt guy they had him attached to the crane with a probably with a cable so he doesn't if he falls he's not going very far and i'm sure they had the actual crane itself rigged so that it would swing easily up and down when the spinosaurus tapped it with its snout
0: yeah definitely definitely it, it would have had some sort of rigging on it so it was pulled back or just making the impacts look more violent than the uh, animatronic hitting otherwise yes animatronic it's powerful but you still only got that latex nose it wouldn't take long to chew through it hitting the steel um, mm-hmm. but uh, underwater Grant searches for something at the base of the cage and that's where he finds the flare gun um, resting on these large river stones at the bottom of the river up above the Spinosaur is nipping at Paul's feet and uh, Amanda and Eric make it to the shore and look out over the river at the the crane and Paul sort of out in the middle and you can still see the Spinosaur ramming the crane again as um, Grant swimming towards them in this shot as well which looking out across this, that'd be a CG shot here, wouldn't it? Being a wide shot, um, looking out across the water.
1: Mhm. Yeah, I think that's a. I think that's CG, but it's I can't tell them. They might have just CG'd the tail.
0: Yeah. True. Because
1: all you can see is the is the it's knee deep in the water.
0: You know. Mm. Yep. But uh, this is where Grant stops and treads water and uh, holds a flare gun in one hand and sort of cracks it open to make sure there's a cartridge inside it and. I love you There, like he starts treading water and realizes he can stand up, <laughs> and so he just stops treading water and stands up. And um, I don't know if to flub or not. If or he just realizes that um, the, the river's got a bit shallower here.
1: Yeah, I mean he's pretty close to the. Uh, he's pretty close to the shore at this point.
0: Hmm. Yeah, and there's been plenty of times I've been swimming and you sort of treading water or whatever else, and not realizing the ground's only just below your feet, or <laughs> <All> sort of <laughs> some, something there to stand on. Yeah. Hmm but uh, that's when he aims the flare up and fires it and uh, in the behind the scenes video which I'll post some links up here it's interesting whether it's CG him firing the flare here or if he's just firing the flare at something and um, then it's a cut to the flare actually hitting the animatronic he doesn't actually fire that flare at the animatronic in the uh, behind the scenes stuff anyway they got a some sort of flare gun rigged up on a crane arm mm-hmm. with the uh, camera behind it so they can shoot the uh, flare flying through it at the Spinosaur. Yeah,
1: I mean they're not they're not going to waste the shots uh, trying to get make sure that Sam Neill hits the animatronic dead on where they want it to, you know.
0: Mm. Well, do you think they're actually firing a real flare at the animatronic? I suppose I'd have uh... to rewatch the behind the scenes because I don't know if you'd want that. if it's only latex and not skin. If that something hot hits it, it's not going to bounce off like we have seen a I minute. Mean, it, you'd think it'd just attach itself to the plastic and still the latex and start melting a hole in it.
1: Mm, that's true. I mean, that's I um, I don't know. I always assumed that they actually just fired like a little flare canister right at the, like I mean, not even like a fire, it's just like a like a batch of powder or something that uh, sizzles.
0: Well, it'd have to be know? like For white phosphorus. It'd have to be white phosphorus or something that burns super hot to get that, glare, that glow, wouldn't it? I'd, 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 I don't know. I'd have, yeah. to, I'd have to see how flare guns work. <laughs> I I think, like, the hand flares you hold, they they can burn you quite severely if oh, not, yeah. uh, not used properly. I don't know how that translates into something you fire out of a, out of a flare gun, though. Yeah, food for thought. I'll, have to, I'll post the links up for the behind-the-scenes videos, and we can have a look and <laughs> see if it's actually hitting the uh, animatronic. But... The flare uh, uh, flies through the air and comedically bounces off the Spinosaur's neck (laughs) as the animal turns its attention to Grant and looks... uh... It's sort of weird here because it looks like it bounced off and is heading back towards Grant, but then we get a cut and the second flare is uh, flying towards the animal and hits the water below. Um, It's sort of a weird way it's shot here because you never see Grant fire the second flare. You just sort of cut back to the second one flying through the air. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it lands down the water below the animal, and in this shot you can sort of see the cage.
1: it so mostly submerged, uh, but it does have that kind of gap up on the top where you can see it. That would allow the actors to get the air that they needed,
0: mm. you know. And where the cage is lying in the water here would have been where the uh, the barge was earlier, when we've seen mm-hmm. Grant tell uh, Paul to get the motor going. We'll just just beside the crane here too, just the way it's all uh, set up on the set.
1: My uh, question is, is would the flares still ignite being after after being underwater?
0: Yeah, there's that. I'd, I always think of um, like Mad Max, where you always get shotgun shells and sometimes they fizzle out because just the of um, the gunpowder goes bad or the firing caps go bad over after a while. And they might be a contained unit; it is meant to be used in the ocean, so you'd think they could be work. They'd work if they were submerged in water or something. Mm-hmm. Maybe the cartridge has been wet it, it won't matter the fact like he, he held that uh, utility box upside down they spilled out so they, it must have been dry inside that box. That's a good question though <laughs> again not knowing how flares, how flares and flare guns work I don't I don't know if um, your normal handheld flares are waterproof or not either you'd think that'd have to be again being used for boats in cases mm-hmm. of emergency.
1: Yeah, those ones I know are, I believe, to be waterproof because you can use them in any environment, including rain. Mm. In fact, you'd especially want them if, you're, if it's being used in the rain, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. Stormy conditions, that's most likely when you're going to sink.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: But the uh, the result of the flare hitting the water is pretty much immediate, and we get that fireball, you know, race up and engulf the Spinosaur, which uh, there's... Some fuel in the water. Uh, maybe this fireball is a little bit bigger than what <laughs> what uh, actually would have been conditioned of the fuel, mm. how much it uh, spread throughout the uh, the water as well. But
1: well, the thing about gasoline is that it is like it's a petroleum product, so it will basically spread out all over the water until it's diluted enough and mm. it's no longer flammable.
0: Yeah, and it will float on top of the surface too in the. Um, mm-hmm. I think in the script actually Alan sees the oil slick or the fuel slick created by the barge and that's what he aims for which is why the uh, the second flare here is aimed at the water and not at the side of the Spinosaur again so maybe that uh, that first one to hit the animal's neck wasn't aiming he was just sort of guessing at where it would go maybe never firing one of those guns before and it went a little bit high <laughs> but it's sort of you think that'd have to be the case because he's there swimming or standing in the in the side of the river with absolutely no cover and he sits there and just fires the flare at the animal's neck to get his attention like you're, you're dooming yourself over saving Paul
1: yeah he's not worth it <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: well he wouldn't be coming back for Jurassic World Free if, if the Spinosaur really wanted to uh, go after him but it's also here to realise that uh, we never get to see that boat again after the cage is pulled off the front um, it didn't seem to be sinking when the Spinosaur was Um, digging around on it, we know from the script and novel that the barge went down but we can only assume it must have went down as well sometime after the cage was pulled off the front or just Mm -hmm. floated away
1: yeah they could have done that as well Mm.
0: this is where uh, Grant drops the flare into the water and starts to swim towards the others standing on the bank Um, again there should have been one shot left in it so uh, unless we only get the shot earlier where Grant sort of has the uh, flare gun open then closes it so maybe he used one of those flares to start with there wasn't one already in the chamber
1: yeah there could have been
0: Yeah. yeah I just found it odd first first the phone he froze away and now the flare gun he froze fl- away as well but um it happened <laughs> the uh the Spinosaur isn't a fan of the fire and it sort of roars several times as the flames continue to surround it and somehow Paul and the crane seem to have have that little force field as the fire's leaping up at them i um went camping last night and the fire uh, started a bit too uh too hot and um, <laughs> my face got really warm and I mean, sunday's not melted off <laughs> my head but it
1: uh certainly know fire... about feeling
0: <laughs> yeah yeah fire has a um like the radiant heat coming out from it you might not be near it but the heat coming from it's still severe and especially a, a petroleum fire like this but he um he's he's okay we uh We cut to the riverbank as Amanda and Eric look on in horror. Eric sort of cries out dad and we get a look out over the river as the Spinosaur tries to evade the fire and looks like it just uh, sort of pushes past the crane and Mm -hmm. Paul's Paul's hanging below the uh, main boom as it's uh, hit and the whole thing begins to topple and collapse. And uh, that's where the minute ends.
1: Mm -hmm. Now I talked to my uh, uncle. He owns a crane company about this crane and he said he's has no idea what it is. He thinks it was probably either made for the movie or is just like a piece of crap that they uh, that they uh, put that they just stuck together uh, for the movie.
0: yeah i I know I've tried to google it. I know with some other pieces of uh, earth movie machinery excavators and uh, that sort of stuff you can sort of you can tell how old they are by just how boxy the cabin the drivers compartment is on them. Mm-hmm. And so just going back, to just how the boxy nature and the way the windows are on this, it looks like it's maybe early 70s, even maybe going back into the 60s as well. So it might have just been something they've, they've found in a wrecker's yard. We know it's going to be submerged in water, so it's definitely not operational anymore. And uh, it, I think it goes back to the, the tow motors we see in the Lost World and that as well, just... Old old stuff here that's years and years old. We know, in general, sparing, spending no expense on uh, Isla Nubla, but over here on Sauna, it, uh, <laughs> it seems they will just making do with whatever they could find.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, moving over to script and novel comparisons. After Paul and the cage are thrown further into the river, Paul starts swimming hard to try and lure the Spinosaurus away from his family, and uh, he dives underwater out of sight. Again, sort of like Grant before, firing up at the Spinosaur. Paul's swimming away, trying to get its attention, and he's (laughs) swimming in the water with an animal that's the water's natural habitat. So that's sort of a a lost cause, trying to divert the uh, attention of the Spinosaur towards yourself. But Grant uh, yells up, up, and points to the heavy crane assembly uh, designed to uh, lift in cages on and off large boats. And uh, now, accustomed to fleeing, on command, Amanda Seridens, Eric up first. Climbing the scaffolding like a jungle gym, which sort of sounds like it's more of one of those um, dock cranes and this um, this bit of machinery we've seen in the film. And all the while, they're trying to spot Paul, but uh, they can't see him anywhere. Grant's the last to climb and reaches the first section. As the Spinosaurus returns from the water, slamming into the base of the crane, the whole assembly shudders, threatening to tip into the water. Eric and Amanda are still looking for Paul. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just tells Eric to keep on climbing, and the Spinosaurus tries to climb the crane as well, but can't. So it uh, just starts ramming its base. And uh, this is where we sort of get some uh, difference to what we get in the film, because uh, Grant is about to shed the, um, the camera bag so he can climb higher and finds one last hope, the resonating chamber, inside. And um, then he decides it uh, may not be the best choice, but it's the only choice, and he blows through it. And we get that sort of eerie eerie pitch um, that we heard earlier. And on the third try, he's able to sort of make the same sort of vocalisation as the uh, raptors were making when they were looking for him earlier in the jungle. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, he sort of repeats it over and over, and the Spinosaur stops for a beat, uh, confused how this sound could be coming from a non-raptor, but uh, keeps slamming. And we can hear the the mounting bolts start to strain on the crane, then we get a matching cry heard in the jungle Grant uh, stops and uh, not certain if he actually heard it but then it is again so he just keeps blowing on that resonating chamber so we do get a little some bit different here in the script a lot of people would have uh, would have known about um, what's going to come up next I know back towards the start of the year Clayton over on YouTube done a um, a whole breakdown of this this scene as well where we get the raptors return to fight the Spinosaur, so there's definitely more of that coming up in the uh, in next minute in 75. Mm-hmm. But uh, over at the novel, Paul gets the spinosaurus attention. Uh, he continues, that's right, come on your big wuss bag, and starts shaking his head. <laughs> Climbing higher up the crane. Um, Eric's worried. He stayed alive for eight weeks on the island and managed not to get eaten, or poisoned, or ripped apart. But what did it matter? Now he was facing something more frightening than drowning or being eaten. He was about to see his own father torn apart by the ravenous predator, or just get swallowed. Um, as Paul climbs higher, the Spinosaur gets frustrated, and Eric yells from the uh, shore, all right, go Dad, go Dad, and climb, as he climbs higher, and uh, Paul yells back to uh, Amanda to get Eric out of there. But uh, they make the decision both to stay and try and help, but they don't know how. And that's when uh, Grant spots a silver flag gun floating amongst the debris from the boat. Um, he tries to fire it at the animal's head, but it's moving too fast. And Indy smells the, uh, the fuel in the water and instead fires at the fuel slick below the Spinosaur. And the rest of that is pretty much what we get in the film. Uh, David, mm-hmm. that's 74. Uh, anything else you want to add before we get over for today? Yeah, I think
1: they we're uh,
0: good. All right, lovely. If you want to get a hold of us, you can email us at lostworldminute.com. The main website is drasticminutes.wordpress.com. And you can find The Lost World Minutes and Jurassic Minutes over on Facebook with the uh, pages there. David, where are you on Twitter and Instagram? Uh,
1: Twitter, we are at Jurassic Minute. Uh, Instagram is the Jurassic Minutes Podcast.
0: Some of the worst things imaginable have been done with the
1: best intentions. This is how you make dinosaurs? No. This is how you play God. If we split up... I'm going with you guys. Dinosaurs lived 65 million years ago. What is left of them is fossilized in the rocks. And it is in the rock that real scientists make real discoveries. Now, what John Hammond and InGen did at Jurassic Park is create genetically engineered theme park monsters. Nothing more and nothing less. Are you saying that you wouldn't want to get onto Isla Sorna and study them if you had the chance? No force, on earth or heaven, could get me on that island.
0: You're desky. Hello?
1: Charlie! Charlie! Hello? Charlie, take the phone to mommy now! Take the phone to mommy! It's the dinosaur there! Okay.